Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big, the handsome one that stands right in the middle. That's me. And you're listening to Music Mania Podcast. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. We roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! We rock! You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest. Featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. It's Friday. It is the Music Mania Podcast. And thank you so much for hanging out with me once again as we are springboarding into the fall and winter months here on the Music Mania Podcast. We thank you so much for staying with us throughout all the craziness, throughout all the pandemic nonsense that's been going on. We're eight months into it. Many of us have just about had it. A lot of us haven't been to a concert probably in like eight months. I know I caught Quiet Riot just a few weeks ago, uh, but it was kind of a one-off deal. It was in a very small town here in Missouri with a local promoter that brought in Quiet Riot and Molly Hatchet. I was able to catch that, but aside from that, I haven't seen a concert since Aerosmith in February. But guys, that's why shows like this exist, because we're going to keep things rolling on the interviews. That's what this show's all about, right? And this week, I'm going to be having a conversation with American singer B.J. Thomas, known for his hit songs of the 60s and 70s, such as Hooked on a Feeling and Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. We're going to talk to him about uh, the complications of trying to tour during COVID society. Also going to be talking about his upbringing in Houston, Texas, and how he was influenced by artists such as Hank Williams. In fact, he covered the song, I'm So Lonely I Could Cry. B.J. Thomas is known for having one of the most distinctive voices in American pop music. And you guys know on this show, we've had Tommy James of Tommy James and the Shondells. I love to pay tribute to the golden era of rock and roll when bands like Tommy James, Elvis, Dion and the Belmonts, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, when they rule the pop charts, that's such an important era and an important time. So many of the hard rock artists that we talk to are so influenced by musicians such as this. And B.J. Thomas is an absolute legend, still out there with his band, playing shows when there is no COVID. We're going to talk to him about what it's been like. And he's just a genuine down-to-earth guy that's had some ups and downs in his life. But the guy's had records that have charted on pop, country, even gospel charts. So to say B.J. Thomas has been around and done it all does not really do the man justice. And I am such a fan of that era of rock music. In fact, I've seen Tommy James and the Shondells live recently in just the last couple of years. Also saw Herman's Herman starring Peter Noon just a couple years ago as well. I'm just such a fan of that. I grew up, my dad used to, uh, we used to ride around a lot. We used to kind of take short little road trips and we'd always be listening to this station out of Kansas City called Oldies 95. And that's where I learned about bands like Dion and heard so many Elvis songs and, you know, Frankie Valli, all of it. And my dad, who grew up in uh, California and Washington, was always real keen on Wolfman Jack, the DJ out of Los Angeles that was really, you know, such a driving force and and that music becoming popular. And you think back 
to shows like Happy Days, uh, movies like American Graffiti that kind of pay tribute to that style of music. That's what we're doing here this week, and I am so glad to be able to do it. So without further ado, let's take you to this week's interview. It is with the legendary BJ Thomas. BJ, I cannot thank you enough for calling in today. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? How's everything been going for you? Hey, well, you know, I'm just uh, doing the... I think I guess we're all doing the best we can. I'm you know, pretty much, uh, uh, you know, at home, of course, but uh, but feeling pretty good. Well, I'm glad to hear it. BJ, I know you like to do a lot of concert dates throughout the year. You're always on the road. You're still traveling so much. What what have the last six months or so, what's it been like for you? Because I know summer is a busy time. Has it been difficult for an artist like you that's, that's uh, always out there? Yeah, you know, Clint, it, it has been uh, kind of difficult. I think everybody's, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of an up and down thing. I mean, um, there's a lot of stress to it, really. I, of course, I stress about my band and, and, and whatever. And I had a, I had a session in Muscle Shows that we had to reschedule. And of course, we're all, everybody's waiting on the vaccine and, and, uh, doing the best we can. But, you know, I, I've been with Gloria. Gloria and I have been together probably the most consecutive days of my entire <laughs> my marriage, <clears throat> and uh, you know we've uh, we've enjoyed a lot of it. But, but you know it is. I think everybody will will agree that it's kind of, it's stressful. It is definitely that, and and for the media side too, because I'm used to BJ being on the road and covering concerts all throughout yeah. the summertime, and here we are just kind of kind of waiting. And but you've got shows starting. Back up in, in February, do, um, I don't know if you've talked to your management. Are, are, are you feeling pretty good about those? Like they're probably going to happen starting in February 12th? No, you know, Clint, really, <clears throat> honestly, I don't think I don't think it's going to happen in wow. February. But, but uh, you know, if, if a lot of good stuff happened between now and the end of the year, it's possible that they could. So, um, But, uh, you know, I have no idea. This thing has been so hard to... Uh, predict um i really don't know when we'll get back to it but you know we, we're gonna go as soon as we can well that that's wonderful you always you're just such a positive person and your and your music has influenced people so positively do you and you've spoken about that before about how you like to be a positive influence and your music affects people in such positive ways do you feel like that's that's why that you've endured all these years and you know from from five grammys and 70 million albums sold i mean the fact that you're such a positive person and your music exudes that, that's got to be a big key for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I try to, I, I, I'm always pretty good about keeping my head up and everything, but I do have my, have my moments. Uh, and I, th I think, you know, this, this uh, music, the music business is the greatest thing to be involved with of, of, of all, but uh, it, it does have its stressful moments. So, you know, every now and then I have to deal with myself. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think we all realize that, that you know this is the way it is. It hasn't been anything like this, you know, for a hundred years. But we have gotten through this kind of thing before. Uh, maybe even a worse thing back in you know 1912, the Spanish flu. Um, so I think you know we all realize that we can stay positive and just keep our heads up. That uh, you know we can get through it. And of course, I feel. I have a real, you know, uh, I, I hate to hesitate to call it sadness, but I have a real, uh, you know, feeling and, and uh, empathy for the people who have lost, um, <clears throat> who have lost members of their family, <clears throat> and, uh, excuse me, and, uh, you know, I, I feel for those people, and, 
uh, but it's you know it's, it is what it is, and we've got to we've got to just deal with it and do the best we can. Absolutely, that's so well said, and I tell you. For an artist like you that, that's, that's been around as long as you have, you, you celebrate a lot of anniversaries, but 50 years uh, since, well, I mean, that, that, that wasn't supposed to be an underhanded uh, jab or anything. It's just, uh, you know, you, you rack up a lot of accomplishments, right? And so 50 years since Raindrops Keep Falling My Head was released, you celebrated the 50-year anniversary of that. What, what does that song mean to you? You won a Grammy for it, uh, Best Male Pop Vocal Performance. What, all these years later, what does that song still mean to you, BJ? Well, it, you know, it's uh, you know, every and I guess every musician, you know, uh, desires to have a, a moment like I, I've had and a, a, an experience like I've had with raindrops keep falling. So it's uh, you know one of those once in a lifetime things for me. I mean, it's not the biggest record that ever was, but it it made a statement, and the statement is still you know pre- pretty viable today. You know we. As long as we're free, it's okay if the rain gets on our head every now and then. But, uh, you know, it was such a great experience for uh, Mr. Backrack and Hal David and uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It was such a good movie. And, you know, I just have uh, all the positive uh, feelings about it that you could imagine. Everything that happened with uh, with raindrops uh, went went perfectly well, even though I had laryngitis when I <laughs> when I did the uh, did the bicycle scene version. But, you know, it, it worked out so well. You know, of course, I have the beautiful memories of it. And I you know I still experience because I still, I still get to sing it when I do my shows now. And uh, so, you know. I'm ready to get back out there and sing it again. Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about. And I, you know, I've seen you, I've seen you perform with uh, some, one of my other favorite artists, someone that's been on this show, Peter Noon, and we've had Tommy James. Oh, yeah. We've had Tommy James on this show, BJ, and I'm such a fan of that era. What, what, what does it say, kind of about? about that time in music that it endures to the point of uh, people like you and Tommy James and Peter Noon and the Herman's Hermits uh, and the Beach Boys still able to go out there and people just want to hear this music. What, what does that kind of say about what you guys did back then? Well, you know, I think, I think that was such a, a, a great uh, decades of, you know, the 50s, 60s, 70s was such a great period of time for American music, maybe the best uh, uh, music of all time. And I know every generation says that, but I, I think very few uh, um, generations match up to that that beautiful time for music. And I think people um, who came up in that time, especially, they want to hear that music more now than they than they ever did. So, um, so much of it still stands up. And you know, you mentioned the great people like Peter and and uh, Tommy James and those guys. And you know, people have beautiful memories tied to that music and. Uh, they want to hear it again and feel those emotions again. So I can't blame them. I'm the same way. That is so true. And it's, I've been lucky enough, you know, my dad kind of introduced me to this. You know, the, the, on this podcast, BJ, we have a lot of a lot of rockers on this show. Bands like Twisted Sister and Rat and Poison. And, but, but because, because of my, the influence that, that, that my dad and that music has had on me, I've, I've really gone back and I, you know, I've had Tommy James and Peter Noon and now yourself on the show. And it just means the world because that, that music is the foundation for everything that we heard after. And that's really the case. That's why you're right that I think it's the golden era of music. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think one thing about music, though, there's always, you know, there's always something new. And our music is a little different now, but it's still making some great uh, statements. And uh, there are some beautiful singers and entertainers and, and writers out there even today. And the one thing that's consistent about the music is that uh, 
it, it changes on a consistent basis. Uh, but I think our music was uh, was kind of a high water watermark, as, as you can see that reflected in the way that you know the current artists reprise the music that we made in those days. So, you know, we could be proud of that music, your dad, and uh, <laughs> I'm certainly glad that uh, um, you, know, you know I feel good about my involvement in, in those decades of, of music, and and I think the music still expresses the great emotion that people love to feel, even even people nowadays who maybe haven't heard as much of the music as as uh, we hope they, <laughs> hope they hear. But, uh, you know, it still makes you feel good. It, it, it's still meaningful. It makes you feel it's it, it is. That's what's so wonderful about it. And I want to go back to 1975 because I know BJ that you're a Christian guy, and I know that your faith is very important to you. Just kind of talk about what that meant to you whenever, uh, because I know you're like, you'd had some ups and downs in your life at that point. Just kind of take us back to that and how that was kind of a turning point for you. You know, finding the Lord and and becoming a Christian. Well, you know, I I I am not. Uh... I'm not a, a, a religious person, but I did, you know, I did, I did find a spiritual value and realize that there was uh, there was more to life than just uh, hit records or or what or what have you. And so I had a spiritual awakening along with Gloria um, in time. I'm glad I I'm glad I had it in time. And my faith is based in uh, on Jesus and uh, the example that He set with His life. Uh, that he would give give his life for the people he loves. So I think we're all, you know, it's, it's all about loving other people as you love yourself. So that's been an important uh, realization and a value in in my life over these years. And, and I'm one of the lucky ones. I made it through, and I and I found a I found a faith that would sustain me. And um, you know, I don't think it's down to any particular religion, but I I, I think people who and try to love other people like they love themselves. That's the essence of the thing, and, and that's, uh, that's how we try to live. I wish more people uh, thought that way. That's uh, very simple, but yet so hard to achieve. Now, you've been married for, uh, you know, really, yeah. you, you've been married for 52 years, BJ. So, yeah. but you got, you've been married for, for long, you know, before you really, you know, you, you're, of course, entrenched in the music business, but you were making hits, hit records, you know, after this, uh, after you got married. So, how difficult. Was it for you as you be, as your fame began to rise? I mean, to have a to have a marriage sustained through all that your career has been through that's that's a real testament, isn't it? I mean, that's that's really amazing. Well, yeah, you know, I guess it is. After all these years, I mean, you don't realize how uh, the things you you know things come up, and there's been a lot of drama in our lives, and you just face them as they as they come. But you know, we 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 fell in love, um, and we still. We still uh, are in love, and we never gave up on each other. Especially, especially Julia. You know, in my involvement, uh, being on the road all the time, and of course, she traveled with me most of the time, was uh, made it tougher on the marriage. And, uh, but um, you know, we still love, love each other just like we did uh, when we first met. So that's been the the key to it, and and we. We uh, made some vows to each other that we believed in, and uh, we're not going to go back on, you know. That's wonderful. Um, BJ, I'm such a fan. The last uh, album you did, uh, The Living Room Sessions, uh, I thought was tremendous. And, um, I, you know, just having you ha- put out some, some music the way you did was so great. Have you thought about recording more? I mean, what, what what's kind of the, the process for you now? I mean, are, is it kind of wanting to stick to, to live performances or is it still important to you with you and your band to, to maybe to maybe record some more music at some point? 
Well, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm definitely not, uh, uh, you know, as active as uh, as I have been sure. in, the past, uh, in past years. But I had a session scheduled uh, for Muscle Shoals, Alabama in, in July, this past July, that we had to reschedule. I'm going in the studio with Dan Penn and uh, Billy Lawson, uh, two great uh, songwriters. And we're all in on that. And, we, of course, we're very frustrated that we didn't get to get to do that, but we are going to uh, go into the studio, Wishbone Studio in Muscle Shoals, uh, as soon as we can, as soon as we get vaccinated and get to where we can get out, get out of the, uh, like, we, like we want to. So, I, yeah, I've always got something I want to do, and this will be this will be new material, and, and I'm really excited about, about doing it. Oh, I can't, that's so great to hear, BJ, and I can't wait to hear more of that. Now, I want to talk about your upbringing a little bit, because... You were you were born in Hugo, Oklahoma. You know, I'm from I'm from Missouri, so right there, right here in the Midwest, you know all about it. You're born there, but you you were you know kind of moved on, moved to Texas when you were young. But just kind of talk about about your upbringing and kind of what music meant to you, because I know you were influenced uh, quite heavily by a lot of the music that you were that you were hearing. And what what kind of was that, and how did you sort of form your kind of musical identity there, growing up in the uh, the Southwest, so to speak. Well, you know, I, I, they, they tell me that I always sang, even when I was, uh, even when I was, you know, relatively like a like an infant kind of. You know? <laughs> but uh, I, I always, I always loved music. My dad was a uh, big into music, and, and Hank, you know, I fell in love with Hank Williams when I was about eight, nine years old, and I loved his music. And of course, being from the South, I was, uh, I sang a lot in church. Um, and I love gospel music. And that's uh, just kind of a part of, uh, of of what I love about music. I got into a band when I was 15, uh, and it wasn't my band. It was our band with a group of guys. And, um, you know, we had that band, and that, that kind of was one of the best things that, that happened to me because it taught me how to be a, be a member of the band, hold my end up, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, do, you know, and do what I was supposed to do. And I'm, I've been very... One of the things I've been so lucky in my uh, career that I, you know, I was fortunate enough to work with some of the great songwriters of my uh, generation, Bagarak and David and uh, Man and Wild and Mark James and and so many people like that. So, um, you know, I've just it's been a it's been a great trip for me, and I've always always loved music, and I, it, uh, you know, I even if even if we're not talking about radio or talking about any of that stuff, I still would be doing music that's what i do to uh, keep my peace of mind is there is there a feeling that you get because we've talked about the live performances and how important that is but is there a feeling you get when you when you play a song like when you sing a song like hooked on a feeling or in in people you see that on their on, on people's faces and and you see you can almost feel what they're feeling and how they might have felt when they first heard the song is there something just completely magical about that that kind of keeps driving you to, to perform well, you know that you're exactly right. I mean, that's one of the things about uh, the live performances. You have a lot of highlights. I mean, maybe you know every show you've got you 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 do something just right, and the people feel it just so, and uh, and you have that highlight. Even if it might be a small club, or it might be part of a of a big, another show with a lot of other musicians. But there are so many opportunities in music to have that great. Uh, result and that great satisfying feeling and that's what I love about it well the concert industry was a lot different in the uh the 60s and 70s you had a lot of eclectic mixes of bands touring together do you have 
maybe some favorite artists or, or, or groups that you've toured with. I, I saw you with Peter Noon and I love Herman's Hermits, but you have some that stick out that you've just loved touring with, you know, either years ago or, or today. Yeah, well, you know, my first show out of Houston when I had uh, I'm So Lonesome in 65, my first show, they, they booked me out with James Brown. So, uh, wow. I think they thought I was a black, they thought I was a black artist, an R&B <laughs> artist, which was fine with me. I would have traded places with any of my the great the heroes and idols I had, like Bobby Bland and Ray Charles or whatever. Uh, but I went out with uh, James Brown for uh, um, about a week, and then I worked with Jackie Wilson and uh, Johnny Mathis and a lot of the great uh, black entertainers, Albert King, Freddie King. And uh, that was one of the greatest experiences. And I had that right off the bat. So um, I think maybe that's why I love the road the way I do. Uh, I, the experiences I've had uh, have been beautiful. Well, BJ, I tell you what, we can't thank you enough for joining us today and for all the music that you've that you've made and, and positively uplifted people throughout your life and the impact you've made is, is truly part of the American lexicon and it's there forever and that's the longest lasting gift that an artist like you could leave. We can't thank you enough and uh, just appreciate the time today, my friend. It's really been an honor. Well, man, I tell you, I appreciate you and your <laughs> listeners out there for supporting me uh, all this time and even now um, the way you supported me as, as we speak. So that's, uh, you know, that's... Uh, that's a treasure to me, and I so appreciate it. Now, I've always, uh, I've always purposed to do positive music, and that, I guess that may be the best part of me, is that I've had the chance to do music that has maybe uplifted somebody uh, here and there. So that's that's been a blessing, and uh, that's something I treasure myself. But, uh, I appreciate it, buddy. Well. I want to make sure all our listeners uh, are knowledgeable about your website. It's bjthomas.com. You can get all the information on when, when tour dates start coming back up and you can uh, purchase all the music. The Living Room Sessions is available there. The legendary BJ Thomas, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe and stay healthy, my friend. Thank, thank you so much, pal. I appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. Big thanks to BJ Thomas for joining us. What a pleasure that was. An absolute honor in every sense of the word. Guys, we hope you'll hit us up on our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. That's where you can check out all of our archives. Our podcasts are all archived there, all of my interviews. And I hope you'll also hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Any way you choose to listen to the Music Mania podcast, we always appreciate that. Leave a star rating while you're at it. It really helps us continue doing what we do. Guys, thank you so much. Hit us up on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all there. Just search Music Mania Podcast. We will be back next week with an artist that I truly cannot believe that is going to be on because after many years of trying to make this happen, it's finally happening. Matthew Nelson from the band Nelson. Yes, of Matthew and Gunnar Nelson. Matthew Nelson of the band Nelson is going to be joining me uh, via Zoom. And as always, you know, uh, the B.J. Thomas interview, we did not do via Zoom, but uh, nine-tenths of the interviews that I do, guys, I'm doing them on Zoom. So the video is available uh, on our YouTube channel, which is Ignitro Entertainment. Uh, again, go subscribe to Ignitro Entertainment. That's where all my entertainment content is sort of archived there. And you can check out uh, the videos of these interviews if you uh, prefer that. So as always, though, we appreciate listening to the podcast as well. We will be back next week with Matthew Nelson from Nelson.